Today is October the 4th. Does God play favorites? Let's find out together as we study 2 Samuel chapters 7 to 12. Yesterday we saw David established on the throne, not only over his own tribe of Judah, but now over the other 10 tribes as well. All of the tribes of uh, Israel now accept David as their king. In chapter 7, we have God's covenant to David. That covenant simply is verse 16, your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time. Your throne will be secure forever. Looking at this with New Testament eyes, we know that God is talking about Jesus, but it was also true for the descendants of David. Um, Right through the exile and even post-exile, as Zerubbabel was one of David's uh, descendants. In chapter 8, we have a consolidation of territory for Israel. Chapter 8 tells of the many military victories that David had. This extended Israel to be the largest that it had ever become at the very beginning that it had as a nation. In chapter 9, we have a consolidation of the kingdom in that David seeks to provide kindness to one of Saul's descendants, Mephibosheth. Do you remember yesterday we talked about Ishbosheth? First Chronicles 8.34 tells us that Jonathan's son was named Mary Baal. Biblical writers looked at that and said, we won't give that name. It's Mephibosheth, the man of shame, the face of shame. Um, At any rate, David took Mephibosheth into his own household and Mephibosheth ate at David's uh, table. In chapter 10, David defeats the Ammonites. But it's during the middle of this war against Ammon. In chapter 11, verse 1, in the spring of the year when kings normally go out to war, an odd translation for the verse. It uh, simply says, when the kings went out to war, David stayed in Jerusalem. It's probably referring to the war against Ammon. So when the kings that formed the alliance, the coalition of city-states that composed Ammon went to fight against Israel, David stayed in Jerusalem. You know the story in uh, chapter 11, how David saw Bathsheba, who was probably cleansing herself from her monthly menstruation. Uh, You did that by bathing. Bathsheba happened to be bathing in what she thought was private. Uh, She went to a rooftop. But David's palace was taller, and David saw her, called for her. She really had no choice in the matter. David raped the wife of his good friend 
an actual bodyguard, Uriah. You know the story how David called Uriah, tried to get Uriah to go to Bathsheba after he found out that Bathsheba was pregnant. He refused out of loyalty to his fellow soldiers. And so David sent a message to Joab and had Uriah killed by an Ammonite sword. In chapter 12, Nathan the prophet comes to David and uh, tells David a story. Now, the reality is uh, the time of uh, mourning that Bathsheba would have mourned for Uriah at least 40 days with the comings and goings um, Bathsheba was at least two months pregnant, possibly as many as three months pregnant, when David took her into his own household, made her his wife. She became pregnant. David said, it's my son. Uh, she gave birth probably six, at most seven months later, to a full-grown child. Um no one was fooled. Nathan certainly was not fooled. So he said to David, told him a parable of a man, uh, a poor man who had nothing but a sheep, a little ewe lamb that he treated like a daughter. He loved that lamb so much. His neighbor, a rich man, had hordes of ewes. A visitor came and the rich neighbor killed the lamb of his neighbor and fed that to the visitor. David said, bring the man right here. I'll have him killed right before me. And Nathan uttered those famous words, you are the man. And David realized then what he had done. Now, David's repentance is genuine. In chapter 12, David confesses his guilt. Psalm 51, he composes a psalm that actually enters into the hymnal of Israel. David is genuinely repentant. And yet, what Nathan says, you did this in secret. God will punish you before all of Israel. In verse 10, from this time on, your family will live by the sword because you've despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. The last half of 2 Samuel is the story of tragedy after tragedy in David's own family, rebellions against David, from within his own family and then from outside his family. From this point on, things begin to go poorly for David. We started with the question, does God play favorites? God calls David a man after his own heart. David is emotional. Those emotions got him in trouble. When he got in trouble, God punished him for what he did. Does God play favorites? No. He does not. He punishes sin where he sees 
sin. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll answer the question, did the Old Testament Jews work for their salvation? 